0: This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shop Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by Austin Face and Body. Independence title. Appliances now. St. David's South Austin Medical Center. Hat Creek Burger Company. Covert Auto Group. R Way Appliances. Restore Hyper Wellness. And now... Here's the latest episode of 3 and Out with Tony Salazar. Well, Coach, I think when you talk about goals, you got the goal of the district championship, you got the goal of practice on Thanksgiving, and you got the goal to get on the wall. Getting through a tough, hard-fought game that saw a lot of physicality that you frankly were expecting... I think this puts the uh, region final in a different perspective as you move forward to the state semifinal. To use a, a cliche, battle-tested is exactly what your ball club is.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Obviously, we've, we've had an opportunity to play some big games this year. And obviously getting the playoffs, every one of them is big. So we just got done with the four-game stretch of a really, really good game games and good competition. We're here. We're we wanting to be, you know, a year removed from this same week and the same opportunities as a year ago. This football team is tested, and we've been in this game. A lot of our kids are going to play in it for the second time. It's still going to come down to the fundamental things that uh, make us successful every week, and that's being physical and obviously running to the ball and playing passionate, you know, this week. Both teams are going to be a little uncomfortable right now, you know, with, with bumps and bruises and, and, and the grind of, of, of these long weeks to prepare for all this offense and all this defense we have to prepare for. It's still going to come down to on the field. Who's going to let it loose and play and play fast and, and, and have fun? I think when you look at the overall strategy against Lake Travis, I think you have to be impressed with the way that they
0: manage the run game defensively. You know, I've been involved in pretty much every one of them, and I've never seen a Lake Travis defense play like that against the run. And it kind of gives you a blueprint of what's to come. You know, there were mistakes made. It was uncharacteristic. And I, and I said to a lot of folks in the, in the community, I said, well, you picked a, a weird time to have probably your worst game offensively, but because your defense was so dominant against Lake Travis and because you were able to overcome those mistakes with positive plays later, it just shows you what we've been talking about all season and in years past. Yeah, you're allowed to make mistakes. Just don't do it again. When those mistakes happened, you were able to respond. And I think that's really what, you know, you can talk about turnovers in a big game being the, the death of you. But when turnovers are a part of the game on both sides of the ball, it's who responds and Westlake responded.
1: I think you're right there. I think it was, uh, you know, when we gave our offense the opportunity to have short fields with turnovers, big moments of the game, our offense was able to cash in. Vice versa, they we had some turn, turnovers offensively, obviously, and... Our defense kind of bowed their neck and continued to find a way off the field and kind of killed the momentum and never let Lake Travis kind of get rolling too too fast. And the response for our defense to the turnovers of our offense, uh, you know, they kind of evened out. You said the difference, no doubt, was our offense be able to cash in after those turnovers to obviously put some points on the board. When you look
0: at the overall story of the game, I go to a play on special teams where Denham Collins got hit with a face mask. And it was very, very clear that he was Not happy with the call. He was not happy with his performance. And you saw the body language in the moment. And we talk about flipping the switch. Your kids talk about it. They said, you know, we got to flip a switch. Immediately in the moment, I kind of looked at that play as a microcosm of the entire day. How do you respond to something like that? When you make a mistake, what are you going to do? Two plays later, he makes probably the, the single best open field tackle that he's probably made in, in his entire career against one of the best running backs Westlake has faced. A senior, a leader, a guy that's played a ton of football gets hit with a mistake, and he responds immediately.
1: That's who Denim is. You know, he's a forty two game starter at this place, and he'll go down in the history books here as one of the best you know cornerbacks to ever play here at Westlake. And that's I think uh, you know the character of all of our players. And I think I think that's a sign of, of coaching. You know, of those guys understanding. Yeah, mistakes happen in the football game, but. One mistake can't turn into two. One bad play can't turn into two. One bad call can't turn into your play diminishing because you're so worried about the play that's long gone. And that was obviously indicative of of denim in that situation, and we had it all throughout the game. Just like you know our young quarterback, you know he made a couple mistakes, but when the time came, he also put the ball on the money on some people and didn't lose confidence. Uh, and obviously our run game, we stuck with it. It was tough sledding, you know. There was some tough three yard runs in there, but we stuck with it. I think all around that football game, it's all about response. That's what big championship you know, games are all about. This week's going to be no different. They've got great players, they've got great coaches, their championship program, just like we are. Uh, We expect adversity in the game and and just like every week is how we respond to adversity. We're going to lean on our seniors like we have all year long. We're going to lean on these guys that have 15 games or 14 games worth of experience. None of them are rookies anymore. Uh, Even our young sophomores that that are impacting our football team, uh, they all are, are varsity players and it's now their time to rise to the occasion we look at North shore as a team that comes in
0: with all of the history. We of course have the matchups that, that Westlake's fan base is accustomed to, but a little different because I want to explain something that may not be, you know, common knowledge. And you explain this in three and out club on Tuesday, but it's a situation that happens from time to time, uh, especially with the large programs across the state. But in a rematch, when you go back to back in division one, Westlake's been division two, division one, division two, division one, and with this last go round in this two year window, going to Houston and Rice last December to play North Shore when you lost the flip, this year it was not hard to find a venue because pretty much the decision was made. Talk about that process and, and why the game is in Pflugerville.
1: There's a rule in UIL that says if you play the same opponent in the same round on back to back years. Uh, if the previous uh, game was played at uh, you know, one of the team's home site, which the Rice was dubbed as their home neutral site, which classifies as a home game for them, you can't host two years in a row. So that being said, obviously, since the default was us going there last year, the default this year is them having to come here and reciprocate um, that home neutral we're fortunate enough to, to get the field up in Pflugerville for a second consecutive week. The reason we want to do that is familiarity of the venue, of the stadium, of the stage, of the process, pregame process of uh, reporting to the field house and having team breakfast and having a team meal and having some last minute meetings, taping in our field house, all those things that uh, come with the luxuries of being at home. It's a f- 15, 20 minute drive for our families to come see us play. You know, we're looking forward to, to everybody in Westlake Hills and, and Westlake Nation showing up and, and wearing a bunch of red, white and blue.
0: We also hope that everybody in Austin kind of makes it out because, you know, this, you know, Joe Torre has this thing that uh, with the New York Yankees, hey, don't ever get tired of winning because it doesn't happen as often as you think it does. And I think all of Austin has their eyes on Westlake now because you're the last man standing. And I think it's a unique process to be able to play a team like North Shore, to have two powerhouses that have so many state titles between them and have been storied programs for a long time. This isn't just new stuff. Right. This has been storied programs. And, and Willie Gaston has not inherited this, but as he's been a part of the program. But and we, we talked a lot about this with, with David Sanchez. He's part of the, the history of Mustang football. As a as a grad, a U of H guy, played in the NFL, he has got his first opportunity to be a head coach, and, and he's leading a program that he's, that he's helped build. And I think that's a, a unique storyline for Westlake fans to really understand.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's comfort there, you know, with them and their community, with Willie being at the helm. And he's been, like you said, an instrumental part of their success as the offensive coordinator through all these championships and these, uh, you know, long seasons they've had the last 10 years or so. So we understand that, uh, you know, he has his community he has his players and he has his coaches all definitely behind him and although it's a new head coach it's still the same north shore and quickly evident to see when you put pop on the tape and you watch these guys and you see they're still running the same offense run the same defense run the same special teams you know they're they're probably gonna i'm sure the pregame warmers gonna look exactly the same as it always has and and you know, at places like Westlake and North Shore, that's what people are accustomed to. And when, it's, when it ain't broke, don't fix it. Allowing Willie to continue on to be the head coach. And obviously, he's done a tremendous job to have his team 14-0 and in this spot. You've watched a lot of
0: film over and over and over again. You know what Caleb Bailey brings to the table. He has been banged up. There's no secret to that. Uh, I think if you watch the Atascocita game, you know that North Shore is coming into this one unhealthy, uh, which is the case for everybody. You know, and Westlake has guys sewn together as well. So I think it's, it's safe to say that it is a true matchup where both teams match up incredibly well with one another. What do you see from Caleb Bailey that is different from your perspective?
1: Well, obviously, I think uh, he's doing a good job of delivering the football. You know, he's a big, strong, imposing, you know, physical athlete to start with. And I think that poses his own challenges. When you get to him, if you're able to get to him, uh, it's going to be a challenge to get him down. And that's kind of what you see is some people actually getting some pressure to the quarterback, but he's strong enough to shed a, shed a tackle or shed a sack attempt. And now the game and the fun begins because you have these speedy receivers that turn their routes into scramble drill routes. And they're off, they're off schedule. And so all the while you got to try to protect against quarterback running with the football. Now you still got to protect and cover the guys that are in scramble drill and running down the field because he's got a strong enough arm to deliver it anywhere. You know we see him throw 65 yards in the air on tape. He can put the ball anywhere he wants to throw it. I think he will run it uh, when his football team needs him to run it. Make no bones about it. Uh, they will put the ball in his hands and give him the opportunity to make a play. We got to do a good job containing him, keeping him in the pocket trying to make him obviously deliver the football, mix up coverages in the back end and try to make him a little uncomfortable, see if we can't get him to throw the ball to us here or there. And we got to hold up on the 60-yard bombs. And that's really what every team that plays North Shore every single week. And it's probably going to be the first play of the game. Uh, That's their MO is to line up and and come out of the gate firing. We know that. And everybody else that plays them knows that. And it's going to be a matter of us stopping it and doing something about it. Taking shots. And when they do, they take shots with the guys like Christopher Barnes, a name we
0: know. But what this team kind of builds off of is their ability to, to run the football and you know you can talk about the explosive passing plays you can talk about how many yards Caleb Bailey has you can talk about how many touchdown passes but DeAndre Hardeman Jr. is the dude that's going to try to run away from you now he is not the North Shore big bruising back that we've seen in years past instead of running right at Westlake they're going to try to get to the edge that plays to the advantage of the speed of Westlake's defense
1: 28 no doubt Hardeman's a tremendous little back he, he played against us last year so he has experience in this game. This isn't going to be anything new to him. He's played in these big games, these big moments, and uh, now he, he's running back number one. And obviously, we know that when the run game starts uh, on Saturday afternoon, it's going to go through him. Uh, they're going to mix in a little bit, Caleb Bailey, run as well. Between those two, we we've got to be great tacklers. We got to you know we funnel ball carriers to the correct fits, uh, and we got to make sure that uh, we run to the ball with relentless passion and effort. And can't ever assume one of our teammates are going to make the tackle. And the second you do against a good team like this, an explosive team like this. You know, turns into a big play. The few big plays we allow, obviously, I think it puts us in a better chance, you know, in the second half of this football game to be in the middle of it and have a chance to win it. You look at their defense, and as a
0: defensive coordinator, I think a lot of people, you know, you pop on this tape and you see, okay, this team just lines up and goes. And it's impressive to see at this stage of high school football in 6A. To see man-to-man coverage, I think it says a lot about who they are, and more importantly, how much confidence they have in this defense.
1: Yeah, I mean they're right up there with you know top-ranked defenses in the state of Texas year after year. And the cool thing for them is they do it their way. Uh, not everybody has these talented athletes that they have on defense that are able to match up man-to-man against anybody they line up against, and and obviously allows them to stack the box with with the other guys lined up to to stop the run. And so that's obviously a challenge. You got guys. You know, in the box, a lot of hats. And then you got some in-your-face, man-to-man defense on the outside. um, You know, there's obviously ways of beating every type of defense. and, And we've been working on the ways that we feel are instrumental in us being successful. We still have the same formula deep down. It's still being able to run the football. It's still... Putting the ball in, in tight windows, being accurate with the ball as a quarterback, and obviously receivers going and making big time catches. And, you know, they're a championship team, and and so are we. And we're, we're going to give them all they can handle and come out there and try to obviously execute our offense and try to make big plays our own.
0: When we've talked about games like this, and of course, winning big games like the one you won last week to win the region final, as coaches, your teachers, I'm interested to know that after that hard fought emotional game, because it was very emotional, I think you have a lot of emotion on the other side. At Lake Travis, you have tempered emotion when it comes to this game from the Westlake side. I think inside this field house, we're now seeing that this is how Westlake is going to play against Lake Travis. We've seen it multiple times over multiple years now, and I don't think the outside noise affects the ball club all that much. You never saw the emotions get out of hand. You never saw that come to the field. What you did see was a team that overcame adversity, and, and I always love this quote from, from Ty Ingram-Eiser. He said, ever since I stepped on the field, it has been a collaborative process yes the coaches are in charge yes they are the ones guiding us leading us teaching us but they allow us to have input what did your kids teach you this week about this football team
1: you know i think it it taught us that uh we are who we are we're a team and the ultimate goal in this team sport is to win it doesn't matter which side of the ball is better that day which side of the ball didn't play up to their their potential that week. It isn't about that. It's about the end result. And and I think the whole time, even though that game was back and forth, back and forth, hard fought, you know, seven to nothing, you know, right at halftime, our kids always believed. That's what we've learned in these championship runs through these last 10 years is understanding that the game is never over. There's four quarters and there's going to be some games that are going to be one score games. And you have to thrive in that moment. You have to expect and want the action in that game to be the difference uh, you want to be the difference maker for your team in that tight game and so we look at those as opportunities opportunities for our football team to make big plays in championship games and and obviously our defense made a bunch of uh, championship plays our offense made enough championship plays obviously we said we talked about when the moment presented itself and then our special teams were, were solid and and all of our fundamentals and so uh, if we can get that same kind of you know collaborative effort all the way through and feet off of one another, that's when you start seeing this football team roll. When it's defense goes three and out, offense scores. Defense goes three and out, offense scores. And we start tying together complementary possessions of of having points on offense and obviously giving the ball back to the offense on defense. That's that's championship football at Westlake. And we're obviously trying to get that to as many drives and as many possessions as possible. But at this stage in the game, Joe, they're all great. I mean, you're talking about a defense last week that's giving up 12 points a game. North Shore, that's right around there, too. And obviously familiar opponents. These guys have played us. They know us. And uh, I think that's always something that the outside world thinks you're just going to all of a sudden magically appear with 60 points when he scored 20 on them the first time. Well, no, they've studied film. They watch film. They know our kids. Um, They know our program because we play each other multiple times throughout the year. Never once along the way did our kids lose faith. Never once along the way was there a freak out on the sidelines about what's going on and nervousness about whether we're going to win. It was simply biding our time and get another opportunity to try to go out there and execute. And I was so proud that our kids did that in the second half and found a way, obviously, to make big plays and timely moments. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Thank you, Joe.
0: You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation media network. This is Westlake Nation.